Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today we're wrapping up our series titled, He is All We Need. Do you ever wonder how close you really are to God? Is He a distant figure that you talk to every once in a while, or is He a daily presence in your life? Journey along with Rabbi Schneider right now to discover the secret of experiencing true joy and abundance. He'll be giving us some tips on how we can have a more meaningful relationship with the Father and how to have a joyful, abundant life. Now, here's Rabbi with his final message from this encouraging study on King David's Psalms. God bless you and shalom, beloved friends. We're continuing our series today called, He is All We Need. This is the last segment of this message, beloved. There are six parts to it. We're looking at David's words expressed to Father God as he wrote Psalm 23. What I want to encourage you to consider as we conclude today, beloved friends, is that these weren't simply trite sayings to David. In other words, a lot of times when we look at Psalm 23, we say, oh, that's nice, you know, we kind of look at it as almost like a fairy tale. But this was no fairy tale to David. This was the true reflection of his relationship with God. In other words, when David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. This was truly a reflection of David walking through a very dangerous place. And as he was walking through it, he was walking in courage and confidence because he knew that God's love and favor was with him. And beloved friends, if he experienced that, you and I can experience these same realities in our life today through Jesus. In fact, in the Hebrew Bible, David was oftentimes a messianic code word for the Messiah. In other words, in the prophets, when the Lord said that the Messiah was going to come, he oftentimes used David as a code word for the Messiah. The Lord said, I'm going to send my shepherd, my servant David, and he will be the great shepherd and he'll have one sheep. Well, of course, God wasn't talking about sending back King David of Israel 3,000 years ago, but he was talking about Jesus. Jesus said that he was the offspring of David, that he was the fulfillment of what God was speaking of in the Hebrew Bible when God used David's name as a code word for the Messiah. And so when we look at David's walk with God, we can understand how close to God we can be because David really experienced this walk with God that he describes in Psalm 23. And if he experienced this intimacy with God, how much more, beloved ones, can you and I today in Jesus? God said concerning John the Baptist that there was no one greater than John the Baptist from the time that the Hebrew Bible started until John the Baptist's coming. But then God went on to say, and yet he that's least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. In other words, we can even experience a closer walk with God today than even David experienced because the Holy Spirit, beloved, has been given to the believer in a special way through Messiah. And so I want to encourage you today as I continue not to look at this as some fanciful, poetry, but as a living reality, a realm of eternal life that you can enter into. And I've been teaching on the previous broadcast in this segment how important and critical it is for us when we're reading Scripture, not just to quickly read through it, but to stop at those places in Scripture 
where we feel the Holy Spirit gently, sensitively touching us and stopping there and thinking about it and praying about it and asking God to bring us into a deeper revelation of it and application of it in our own life today. So Father, I ask you to release your spirit and speak to us, Father God, as we're reading David's words as recorded in Psalm 23. Before I launch right back into the fifth verse, I want to give you this last nugget. What is prayer? Prayer at its most foundational and fundamental level is simply, get this now, a reaching out to God. Whenever you're reaching out to God, whether with your words out loud, whether it's in your mind, or whether it's in your heart, whenever you reach out to God, beloved one, you're in a posture of prayer. In Jesus' name, I release right now, Father God, a supernatural freedom and ability to reach out to you. Father God, right now I speak to the opening of every heart. I speak to the opening of emotions, and I speak to the opening, Father God, in the thought realm, to these that are under the sound of my voice by the Holy Spirit, to be able to better reach out to you through the channel of prayer that you've given us in Jesus' name. Amen, and amen, and amen. Let's pick up now in verse number five. David was saying, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I'm gonna go on to the next segment. David said, my cup overflows. You've anointed my head with oil. I talked about that separation unto God. And he said, my cup overflows. What does David mean when he said, my cup overflows? Well, when you have a cup that's overflowing, it means that you have more than enough, right? More than enough. It speaks of abundance. And I love this because if we're going to truly walk with God supernaturally, we're going to have to develop an abundant mentality of who God is. David said, my cup overflows. Now, let me ask you, if David's cup overflowed, can your cup overflow? Should you expect anything less from God in your walk with him? Jesus has come. The Bible says concerning the father, if he gave his only begotten son for you to die for your sins on the cross, will he not also freely with him give you all things? Think about that. The scripture says if God loves you individually, uniquely, specifically, if he loves you so much that he sent his son to die in agony and pain so that he could save you, dying for your sins with the nails in his hands, the nails in his feet, his hair plucked out, his beard ripped out. If God loved you so much that he put his son through that just so he could save you, so that he could be with you and so that you could be with him, doesn't he have a life of abundance for you? The scripture said, will he not deliver his only son up for us with him also freely give us all things? God has an abundant life for you. If we're going to walk with God supernaturally, if we're going to experience the abundant life that Jesus promised, he said, I have come to give life and give it more abundantly. Kid, you're going to have to start thinking about God as a God of abundance. He's got more than enough. He is not a God of lack. He's a God of plenty. He's a God, beloved, that has more than you and I could ever contain. And we need to start relating to God with the scarcity mentality. Remember in the book of Kings and Elijah, 
came to the woman there and she just had a little bit. She said, all I have is a little bit of oil, enough to make one little morsel of bread for my son and I. And after that, we're going to have nothing and we're going to run out. She had a scarcity mentality. But Elijah, the man of God that didn't have a scarcity mentality, but abundant mentality, a sufficiency mentality, said, woman, you go cook that piece of bread, that morsel with that last little oil that you've got left, and you give it to me first. And Elijah said, and you're never going to run out. And you know what the Bible said? She never ran out because God is a God of abundance. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. And as Christians, discerning God's voice amongst life's conflicting voices is challenging. And that's why Rabbi Schneider has created a free, powerful new talk, a guide to hearing God's voice. He'll equip you with tools so you can clearly know when God is speaking. Go to myfreegift.com forward slash hearing and get your free copy today. At Discovering the Jewish Jesus, we are looking for like-minded people who are ready to partner with us. If you're sensing the Lord leading you to offer a financial gift of support, would you please contact us today? Become a monthly partner. Go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or to give a gift of any amount today, just call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. And now here's Rabbi Schneider with the rest of today's message. In order to experience an abundant life, we need to start taking the steps in our life that will bring us into this experience. In other words, if you and I want to experience life more abundantly, because God is an abundant God, there are some things that we need to do. There are some action steps that you and I need to take to bring us in to this reality. Jesus said, give, and it will be given back to you. Get it now. Press down, running over into your lap. Give. There's something that we need to do. We need to step out in faith and be givers. And Jesus said, when you step out in faith and believe in my abundance, rather than focusing on your lack, rather than focusing on your scarcity, you focus on me. I'm a God of abundance. You step out in faith and you give. And Jesus said, it's going to come back to you, how? Supernaturally, pressed down, good measure, running over into your lap. Paul said, he that sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. But he that sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. And so if we want to live an abundant life, if we want to have an experience like David said, that our cup overflows, we're going to have to become greater givers giving of our hearts to people, giving of our words to people, encouraging people, blessing people, doing that thing, beloved, that takes effort to reach out to other people, to bless them spiritually, emotionally, picking up the phone, going out of our way to help somebody, giving of our finances to the kingdom, to enter into the abundant, overflowing life that God has. We need to open our hearts We need to come into agreement with him. We need to say yes to him. God, you're a God of abundance. And if I will act in faith on that and start practicing abundance in my own life, it's going to come back to me abundantly. You know, even when we go out into restaurants, I always encourage people that, you know, I have influence with, you know, whenever you go into a restaurant, always look for an opportunity, I always share, to share your faith with the waitress or waiter. Ask them the question at some point, 
What do you think of Jesus? You know, first try to develop a relationship. First reach out, you know, ask them their name. Be a blessing, encourage them. Try to make their day a better day. And then at some point before you leave, ask the waiter or waitress the question, what do you think of Jesus? And they'll answer the question almost always. And based on how they'll answer the question, you know, you'll be able to share with them something that will point them to Jesus, even bring them to God. I've even had waiters and waitresses pray right there in the restaurant to receive Jesus. But I'll tell you, in addition to sharing your faith with them, beloved ones, give them a good tip. So why not spend an extra couple dollars to say, God, I believe that you're an abundant God and that if I want to experience an abundant life, I need to give because you said give and it will be given back to me, pressed down, good measure, running over into my lap. So I want to get myself in harmony with the principles of the kingdom. I want to get myself in harmony with the way that your spirit operates so that I can participate in the supernatural dynamics of the kingdom, which are not according to the course of this world. And so David was living an abundant life. But you know what? He was an abundant giver. And you and I will live an abundant life also, beloved ones, when we become abundant givers in our walk with Jesus. Let's continue on. Verse number six, David said this, surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. You know what this speaks of? Hope and confidence. David said, surely Goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. This speaks of hope and confidence, doesn't it? David looked into the future with confidence, with security, and with hope. He knew and believed that good things were going to happen to him in the future. But how many of us have to struggle? Because when we look into the future, when we imagine what the future will be like, Rather than looking into the future with hope and confidence, beloved ones, instead, we get a spirit of dread. Oh, what's going to happen to me? I'm going to get old. I'm going to run out of money. I'm going to get sick. I'm going to be in a nursing home. This is going to happen to me. That's going to happen to me. I'm going to get in a car accident. And we look into the future, and rather than having hope and confidence, a spirit of dread comes on us. Why? Because we're in a war. We live in a world, beloved, that's surrounded by the evil one. And we need to stand against these lies of the devil. We need to stand against fear and the tactics of the enemy. Jesus has conquered death. Jesus said this to us, I am with you always. He said, do not be afraid. Through the words of David, surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And you know what? In the original Hebrew, the word follow is stronger than just lagging behind. What David is actually meaning here is that goodness and loving kindness are actually going to overtake him. They're going to pursue him and overtake him. In other words, God's goodness and God's loving kindness, God's mercy and God's favor are just going to continue to come over him, wash over him, go before him, that he had a splendid future in God and he knew it. And so I want to encourage you today, especially those that have been struggling, those of you that have just been hurting inside, I even feel you're hurting my heart right now. I speak life into you right now. I speak hope into you right now. I speak confidence and security in you right now. I want you to know Jesus is coming back. He's coming back quickly. And in the meantime, he's going to take care of you. 
His loving kindness and his mercy will be with you all the days of your life. Jesus said, be of good courage. Do not be afraid. His loving kindness is always going to be with you. When you imagine something in the future that makes you afraid, that's never going to happen to you because regardless of what you have to go through, Jesus is going to be with you. And when you imagine some dread in the future, when you imagine that thing, you know what? In your imagination, Jesus is not with you. When you have some thought of dread or fear about the future, in that thought of dread and fear, think about it. Jesus isn't with you in that place. You see yourself alone going through that thing, but you know what? You're never going to be alone. And regardless of what you go through, Jesus is going to bless you. He's going to keep you safe. He's going to carry you home. I want you to believe like David that your future is not a future to dread, but rather it's a future of goodness, of light, of God, of joy. Goodness and loving kindness are going to follow you all the days of your life. And I want you to consider this. Jesus' first miracle in the Gospel of John was he turned the water into wine. For those of you that are Baptist, he turned the water into grape juice. Think about that. Wine is a symbol of joy. Why was Jesus' first miracle turning the water into wine? Wine is a symbol of earthly celebration. They drink wine at weddings. It's a time of celebration. Why? Because that's who Jesus is. Jesus doesn't have a gloomy future for you. He's got a future for you of joy and of celebration. And he wants you to stamp on the devil's head. He wants you to begin to declare that. He wants you to believe that. He wants you to wake up in the morning and say, thank you, God, that it's going to be a good day. Jesus said this. He said, believe and you're going to see the glory of God. We believe, Jesus, that we're going to see your goodness in the land of the living, that you will never disappoint us. Jesus, the years of aging will cause us to just grow deeper and deeper in our love for you and in our experience of eternal life. God's got something good prepared for you, and it's going to be forever. Look at David's final words. And he said, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You're gonna be with God forever. Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you. I want you to know, beloved, when you believe in Jesus, when you make him your Lord, you are saved from hell. You're not going to hell. You're going to a place called heaven. And what's heaven gonna be like? It's gonna be a place where you're gonna experience the glory and richness and beauty of God, get it now, forever and ever and ever. Jesus said to the thief on the cross, today you'll be with me in paradise. The Bible says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, and never has it even entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. God has got something so special for you, saint. Hang on to your faith. Hang on to Jesus. Jesus said, I've gone to prepare a place for you. If it wasn't so, he said, I would not have told you it was so. There is a crown of life awaiting for you, saints. So let's finish this life well. Let's keep praising him. Let's keep thanking him. Let's keep standing in faith. Let's keep rejoicing. The Bible says rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Let's come into harmony with God's word. Let's thank him for what we have. Let's not look at the glass as half empty, but let's praise God that it's half full. And you know what? When you can become satisfied with what you have right now, you'll be a complete and full person. 
Father, we thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you for what you're doing right now. And we want to thank you like David, Father, that it's going to just keep getting better. Well, I hope Rabbi Schneider's insights on how to have a joyful, abundant life, I hope they've left you feeling uplifted and inspired. I know they've certainly encouraged me today. This is Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and if you've never embraced Jesus as your Lord and Savior, why not take that transformative first step right now? To let us know you've begun your journey toward eternal abundance, visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And when you reach out, we'll send you a couple of books designed to guide you along the path as our way of saying welcome to the family. You know, Rabbi said there's always more we can be learning about our Father and our relationship with Him. And it's this conviction that drives this program. Rabbi has a passion for connecting the Old and New Testaments together and for sharing the deeper meanings of the Hebrew texts. And when you come alongside us as a monthly partner, you're not only supporting this mission, but you're also helping spread the good news with those who need it the most. You know what? I never decided that I was going to be a pastor or a messianic rabbi. My ministry is simply an overflow of my own walk with God. In fact, when I did decide to pursue biblical education, the biggest thing that I was desiring was to get a hold of God for myself. And what happened is the Lord raised me up because my overflow has become the ministry to you. In other words, my ministry is an overflow of my own walk with God. But now that the Lord has raised me up to preach the gospel all over the world, I need your financial help because without you, beloved ones, I can't do it. I want you to know when you sow into this ministry, become a partner with us, you're gonna have a reward for all the souls that are being changed through this ministry. So if the Holy Spirit's leading you, I just encourage you, be obedient immediately, and you're gonna be blessed for it when Jesus returns. Thank you and shalom. To become a monthly partner right now, go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or connect with one of our friendly team members. We'd be happy to walk you through the process. That number to dial is 800-777-7835 or you can text the keyword rabbi to the number 45777. And we'll say thank you by sending you Rabbi's Message of the Month. It's available as a digital download, and we'll also make sure that you receive a copy of our latest newsletter. It's jam-packed with the most recent news and updates, along with expanded teaching points from Rabbi Schneider. Rabbi's not afraid to share the truth, no matter what's going on in our culture today. You can rest assured that Rabbi's straightforward and uncompromising approach will stir the hearts of believers all around the world to draw near to the Father. We're here to bring glory to God. We'd like for you to join with us in this mission. You can get in touch with us today at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And we look forward to hearing from you soon. And well, there is no program that's complete without hearing the ironic blessing. And I pray that these sacred words of God placing His name over us would comfort and inspire you today. Here's Rabbi with a special blessing. The words from the ironic blessing in the book of Numbers chapter 6 verses 22 through 27 helps us to realize how good God is to you and I personally. So receive his blessing into your life, and then, beloved one, go bless somebody else in Jesus' name today. Yahweh, 
Vayishmarecha Yair Yahweh Penavelecha Vichunecha Isa Yahweh Penavelecha Veasem Lecha Shalom The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries, and I'm your host, Dustin Roberts. Be sure to join us again tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider shares a special partner message with us. That's Wednesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.